With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Wednesday, December 15th and uh, right in the middle of the month. And I'm not going to tell you, you only have two more weeks before the end of the year, but you only have two weeks before the end of the year. So uh, listen, get going make sure you pay attention to what needs to get done before the calendar year end. You know, like a lot of folks don't realize many people who actually have started new businesses, there are certain plans that you have to actually establish before the calendar year end. So if that's you, just make sure you pay attention, just pay attention. I was uh, on the air last week and one of my anchors said to me, why is it so important? Like this whole year end thing? I said, because you actually can save real money. And she goes, oh, you got my attention. Now you know which anchor it was, Mark. Okay. Today, we are answering your financial questions. We do that by asking you to go to our website, jillonmoney.com, and click on the contact button. That is what Mike and Aaron did. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's a little couples therapy. I feel like Esther Perel. This is great. Hello, Mike and Aaron. Who's going to talk first? Let's say Aaron. Aaron, you talk first. Hi, Aaron. Hi, good morning. This is exciting. Yeah, it's exciting for us too, that's for sure. Do you both listen to the podcast? Mostly me. All right, don't talk. I don't want to talk to you. I have to convince <laughs> her to start. I need two separate downloads in every family. That's how I'm going to get my number one kitty. What brings you to our airwaves? Tell me what's going on, how we can help you out. Well, I listen to your show and uh, I like the way you uh, set people straight on their money in such an easy way. I've been uh, working in IT for 28 years and possibly want to retire in a couple of years. So I figured I would reach out to you to see, uh, give me some focus as I feel I'm all over the place. It's funny. It's like, we know how to work. We know how to accumulate, right? We know how to save. But then like the idea of like, well, how do I turn the faucet the other way? It's a little mm-hmm. bit harder, right? Mike, how old are you? I'm 53. We'll be 54 a couple months. Okay. And Aaron, how old are you? 53. Okay. You guys have kids? No kids. <gasps> I can't wait to hear how much money you've saved, (laughs) which is fantastic. Okay, Mike, you've been working in IT for 28 years. Uh, What kind of retirement plan do you have right now? 
Well, I have a pension that will, uh, with the 100% joint, will give me uh, $3,500 a month after I start that in like 20, end of 2023-2024. After 2023, they will not contribute anymore. So it's not like if I keep working, it's going to grow. Okay. So that starts in 2024. Got it. But you'll keep working? Maybe not. Okay. Let's see if you can do that. That's fair. I got you. So we're going to see if you can retire at age 55. So what else do you have saved? Our net worth is like 3.2 million. We have uh, 2.8 in investments. uh, Tell me how that breaks down. When you say 2.8 million in investments, what's in retirement and what's in non-retirement? Okay. We uh, 400,000 cash, uh, 800,000 in company stock. What? Yeah. Dude, what are you doing? You're rolling the dice. Jesus. I know. What I like about that stock, though, it pays me a nice dividend. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I can uh, use that when I retire as a... Yeah. What happens if the stock craters? How are you going to feel about the dividend when the stock goes from 800,000 valuation to 400,000? Yeah, I know. But if I still get the dividend... (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, your yield will be higher, but you'll have less money. So let's not fool ourselves. Okay. Sure. I'm not going to ask you what company. 400 in cash, 800 in that stock. What else? Uh, 970,000 in my 401k. And uh, of that, 208,000 is in the Roth section. Okay. Perrin has 347. She has two 401ks from two previous employees. She doesn't work now. And that totals 347,000. Are those at the old 401k companies or are they in an yes. IRA rollover? They're at the, they're with the old companies. old companies. Is there any reason why we shouldn't roll those over? That's I mean, just because it's a pain in the neck to manage it. But okay, let's keep going. So I've got 400, 800, 970, 347. What else we got? Uh, I have a Vanguard taxable account that has mm-hmm. approximately uh, 163,000. And then new to our portfolio is um, I-bonds. We both oh, just nice. invested 10 each. So there's 20 there. How about a house? Do we have a house? We have a house that's paid in full, approximately four hundred thousand. Would you stay in that house upon retirement, or are you feeling like you want to move? Want to move? That we don't like the New York taxes. Oh, poor you. <laughs> Where would you go? We we think down south, like Tennessee, but you know what? Talk is what? cheap. You're from New York. How are you going to move to Tennessee? That's what I say. It's like talk is cheap. Like if we go down there, we're going to be like, I don't know anything around here. Let me tell you something. I'll tell you what you can't get in Tennessee. A good bagel. I'll tell you that right now. Or a good piece of pizza. Well, we don't eat carbs much, so. Oh, God. (laughs) That's not a huge loss. Super boring. Okay, fine. (laughs) But we would definitely downsize. Let's put it that way. Okay. How much do you need to live on? Let's just pretend you stay in New York. Just for the heck of it. Because then if we use that as the bogey, then I think we'll be able to have you move anywhere. So how much do you need to live on right now? We spend about, uh, and this is being generous, we Mm -hmm. spend like $3,500 a month um, on everything. That's food, that's travel, that's insurance. I mean, we live well below our means. Wow. 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 Okay. So your, your pension would cover that. You'll both be able to claim Social Security when that time comes. You can do whatever you want. You're in great shape. How much do you earn right now, Mike? I earn like 160. 165. 165. 165. Yeah. Okay. And 20 to 30 of that is uh, a bonus, which half they give me half in company stock. Uh-huh. And that's how you have accumulated so much company stock because the bonuses are rewarded and you've just sat on top of it, right? 
Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So here's the thing. I, I would be remiss. I would be like committing CFP malpractice if I didn't tell you to sell that company stock. Now you don't have to do it all at once, but a couple of things to remember. Number one, capital gains rates are pretty low right now. It would be nice if you could sell some of this stock along the way and just keep selling a little bit each year and you can pay your 15% and be done with it. That's pretty cheap price to pay for a big bet that was made. So you, whether you take that advice or not, Mark, what's the over under on them taking the advice to sell this stock? Yeah, I, I agree with you. There's no way they're going to do it, but well, I'm going to tell you to do it anyway. What would you recommend we do with it then? Then you just reallocate it. You put it in that Vanguard taxable account and you build a diversified portfolio and you can have dividend producing stuff in there. You can buy, you know, the the Vanguard dividend growth fund or you can buy an index, a bunch of index funds. But you know what, guys? Chances are you're never going to touch most of this money anyway. I mean, ideally what would happen is that let's knock the 800 down, right? Because you're going to pay tax on some of it. So let's say that your cost basis is really cheap. And, you know, the 800, if you sold it, not that you would do this all, but if you just sold it in one fell swoop, you'd have another half million dollars. And you add that to the taxable account. And now you build yourself a gorgeous portfolio that in two years supplements you guys from 55 to 65 or six, or 70 even. It's just sort of like a no-brainer. You're not going to spend all the money you've accumulated. But having that one stock occupy such a huge percentage of your total invested assets seems really nutty to me. Yeah. My, yeah. My plan was any like new stock they give me, like my new uh, next bonus, liquidate that right away. But that's just, I still got to chip away at the 800. I feel like I've gone through this so many times with people. I feel like in when I used to be a financial planner in the 90s, I had the same problem. I would talk to people and I used to have a lot of uh, clients at Texas Instruments. And in the 90s, Texas Instruments was killing it. When I tell you killing it, I devoted a big part of my book to this story about these two guys who both worked for Texas Instruments. And one of them took my advice and sold a stock and reallocated and retired early. And the other one got hammered when the tech bubble burst. Nobody was thinking, what happens if? I'm here to tell you what happens if is a very good question to ask yourself. So if you really couldn't care less if your stock position got cut in half and it took a long time for you to recover that, if you really don't care about that, fine. That would drive me insane. What percentage of our portfolio would you recommend that we leave in that company's stock? I never like to have more than 10% of my invested assets in any one holding. So if you look right now, even if I take like let's even if I took your cash out of it, okay, and I said that uh, you have about let's call it two million bucks or so, two almost two and a half million invested, you know, from that, I would say okay, ten percent of that—that's what you can have. We both know you're right. We've yeah. heard it before. It's just it's it's hard to swallow. Um, I but, know, but, but it's like it's that. so awesome that you have this money. I have this conversation all the time with people today who work with me at, at CBS. And CBS stock has been on quite a ride over the last you know 10 or 12 years. And every time the stock goes down, I get panic-stricken calls. And then when I call those people back, when the stock has climbed back up, they're like, nah, I'm not going to do it. They go, hmm, like you guys do. And it's like, why be on the ride? You've already done all this hard work. I mean, the upside 
is not nearly as interesting as protecting against the downside. I'm going to just do something funny because I happen to know the stock. So I just want to do one thing. Year to date, it's done quite well. But let's see, five years, let's compare it to the S&P 500 just for the heck of it, okay? Over the last five years, your stock has underperformed the S&P 500, underperformed, okay? Yeah, it's been underperformed for a long time until a couple of years ago. Right, but so so what are we doing this for? Real uh, complacency, just don't like change. <laughs> I feel really- good that you made the call. There's nothing bad that's going to happen to you for real. I mean, even if the stock collapsed on you, but to just put it in perspective, the S&P 500 is up almost 110% over the last five years and your stock is up 70%. So had you simply been in an S&P 500 fund or even a balanced account, if you had had 60% S&P 500 and 40% bonds, you would have outperformed the stock that you're holding. And you know what? I don't know where capital gains rates are going. For all I know, we start to see higher capital gains rates. How are we going to feel then when we had a shot at taking the gain at 15% and not doing it? And you know what else, guys? It's a great time for you to take control of it and to make proactive decisions and that way you're not guided. And I think that you'll be happy to have done this. I really do. I Look, you're in great shape. You're, you've got a ton of money. You've done well. You don't spend a lot of money. I'm not worried for you at all. I just think that in general, if you kind of look at the past, having a bunch of different index funds, and maybe you want to throw some stocks in there for fun, and maybe you want to keep you know 10% in this stock, that's fine You know, for old time's sake. I just don't get nostalgic about securities. I don't get nostalgic about houses. I don't get nostalgic about things. All I care about is how we can use the money that you've worked so hard for, the money that you've saved, and put you in the best position to retire and not think twice about it. Right. Agreed. There's nothing bad that can happen to you guys. And if you really just want to keep swinging for the fences and you want to take a lot of risk, fine. But you don't have to. All right. Anything else for you guys that I should know about? Um, I'm wondering if you have any opinions about when the when the pension does start to pay out about taking like 75% survivorship, 100% survivorship based on our situation. Because obviously, you know, the, the more he leaves for me, um, the less it is in a monthly pay, payout to us. So mm-hmm. given our situation, what would you recommend in terms of the pension? Is the $3,500 a month the straight life based on just one life, or is that the joint in half? That's That's 100% survivorship. Then I would do that. I like that. And you guys have your estate planning done? Yes, we do. do. You're in great shape. I'm the Esther Perel of financial planning, all about couples. Thank you so much for joining us. If you and your partner want to come on the air with us, we'd love to have you. Just go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact button, And we'll get your note and say you want to come on the air. Mark will do everything else. While you're on the website, sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Don't forget to do that. And subscribe to our sister broadcast. It's called Eye on Money. All right. It's time to put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 